It takes money. Well played, MILF. Silent Green is Tamagotchi. Did it, did it, Going underground. Watch out for the tortoise. I want to put as least amount of things in my mouth as possible. I don't care when that's happening. Away, Seaboat! Away, Seaboat. Insane Ramblings. Hey, everyone. This is Ben, and welcome to Insane Ramblings. And this is Vicky, all the way from Tokyo. Oh, yeah. I stuffed up that intro. Like, not stuffed up, but I confused myself. So I was wondering if you were going to go with the, this is Vicky, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really leave. I got really lost. Yeah, I didn't really leave room for you to introduce yourself. I was like, oh my god, Ben's gone rogue. This is a solo show. What yeah. am I doing here? Uh, rogue, during the intro, that's probably as early as we can possibly go rogue. Yeah, you can't go rogue anymore <laughs> before that, can you? Well, I Unless don't know. he shot me before the show or something. <laughs> no, uh, next, we've got to leave something for the season finale. Do you know what makes me feel really awkward, like that kind of situation? You know if you're hanging out with a friend and they run into another friend that you don't know? Yeah, I hate that. And the two of them will start chatting. Yep. And then um, they don't introduce you? Yeah, that's the worst. And you're just like awkwardly standing there. And obviously the friend who's like in the conversation with that person is probably also thinking, who's this guy? Yeah, they always look at you like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And you're like, by the end of it, like it really gets to you. I'm like, who the hell am I? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here as much as you do, man. Well, sometimes there's no in as well. Like there's no opportunity for you, your friend to just go, oh yeah, this is my mate, Ben. Like the conversation keeps flowing, but you know, like you and the other person are both thinking that, but then it gets to a point where the conversation has progressed so far that it's awkward to go back and announce that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. But I just feel like maybe I should keep walking. Like, don't worry, <laughs> find me later. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you hear uh, another voice and you don't know who it is, it's too late for your introduction. Just move on. Yeah, that's right. I'm just going to keep walking or like... Ask them for directions like I'm an awkward stranger. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, and uh, speaking of looking for a bit of direction, <laughs> I've, I've got a, uh, a weird Magic 8-Ball-like device here with me at the moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think uh, my dad got it from an oil conference or something like that, an energy conference. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's why we're doing so badly at global warming. <laughs> but they're spending all their money on Magic 8-Balls. <laughs> It's just my, like, are we really running out of oil? <laughs> All signs point to yes. No, you, you shake it. Really? Whoa. Ask again later. <laughs> you just, like, totally turned into a C-3PO or something. <laughs> what? Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, listen, when you're listening back to this, you'll be like, whoa, I'm a robot. Um, I think the connection might have dropped out slightly. And instead of, you know, you breaking up completely, it just went all robotic. <laughs> no, I just put on my auto-tune. Oh, so okay. <laughs> Nice. So yeah, I've got this device, and it's kind of like a low-budget um, Magic Eight Ball. So instead it's of it's what a high-budget Magic Eight Ball. Well, they, they what's that? The Magic Eight Balls <laughs> are more expensive than you think for some reason. <laughs> no way! A high-budget Magic Eight Ball is like a psychic phone line. What are you doing? <laughs> Putting on my Yoshi necklace. <laughs> Yoshi, as in Mario. Yeah, it's got it's got a blinged-out Yoshi as a necklace. That's pretty cool. Is He's it? encrusted diamonds. You have to put a picture of this on the uh, gallery. Okay, I will. It sounds like something <laughs> um, P. Diddy would wear if he was, like, you know, totally nerdy. It totally is. Oh, my God. Except it really hurts when you're clubbing and it hits you in the face. In the teeth, especially? 
No, usually it gets me like in the eyebrow with its feet. I get kicked in the eye by Yoshi. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> he's, he's tired of being uh, sat on all these years. <laughs> to... Just wait till I get one of those tortoise um, from Mario necklaces. <laughs> It'll yeah, be one, of the, on my... one of the turtles. <laughs> in Soviet Japan, turtle jumps on you. That'd be so awesome if everyone in the club, like half of them are Marios and half of them are Goombas and turtles and stuff. And they have to oh like, my God. somehow battle. Oh my God, the world's best cosplay game. <laughs> Surely um, like a, um, a high budget uh, Magic 8 ball is like Catholicism. Uh, do you want to explain this? <laughs> no. It's just going to church and, you know, having the priest tell you what to do. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this is somewhere much below that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like confession. Yeah. To I'll put a photo on, but I'll try and describe it as well. Um, it's basically like a ball bearing inside a circular, like a roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. And there's instead oh, okay. of like there's there's a few numbers, but there's also a few. So there's one thing you want to gamble with. It's your future. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I'm looking at a photo of a boy holding a zucchini bigger than he is. Okay. <laughs> It's basically like a roulette wheel, except as well as numbers, it's got some weird... Well, it's got yes or no type answers, but there's also, okay. a, cu- there's also a couple of weird ones. So you could say, um, you know, you're not just ask it yes or no type questions, but you might ask it questions that say the answer might be buy or sell. Or oh, okay. Hard, <laughs> oh, my God. Or hard work, go shopping. Um, and then it gets a little stranger. Of course, there's the yes or no, never, but... Uh, then the weird ones, ask mum and ask daddy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that one's a bit creepy. So which I think. the question must be, who's your daddy? Yeah, and then we can ask daddy and he'll probably go me. Or if you're adopted, you know who. <laughs> we don't talk about that guy. So, uh, no. yeah, if you've got any questions. Since that time you adopted a child, we, we try to avoid that conversation. Exactly. <laughs> what, the adopted child is adopting a child? <laughs> Meta adoption? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it just seems like usually if you're asking your parent about something, like in that scenario, I picture a young kid. So he's like, you know, the ten year old's got like a three year old that's his adopted kid. <laughs> I think there's a good sitcom in this. Some kind of two and a half men. It's like one man and a sh- half a man and a quarter of a man. Something like that. <laughs> if you're adopted, you're only a quarter of a man? No, well, I guess, <laughs> doesn't the title Two and a Half Men come from the fact that he's, like, younger? And yes. Hence for smaller? Okay. So a baby would be about a quarter of a man. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we worked out fractions. Yeah, well... So if you're dating four babies, does that mean it's not wrong? <laughs> um, I don't think math in terms of uh, baby dating works like that, but technically you're right. <laughs> well, I'm glad we sorted out the rules of baby dating because yeah. I'd hate to do it in this world where there's no rules. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking to date a baby, make sure you uh, make it less wrong by finding three <laughs> other equally sized babies to date. <laughs> That's right. Dating one baby is disgusting. See, if <laughs> It's only right when you get to four. We're already, you know, ten minutes into the show and already we're learning things. It's only okay to bulk date babies. Okay, well, I'll ask, I'll ask the Magic 8-Ball. This is an example, like a test run. So is okay, it, is it, it okay to date four babies? Yeah. 
the magic eight ball says it's hovering between buy and no. Bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think that uh, makes perfect sense, and we can all read into that what we want. You have to punch the dash to get the car- your car to run. Don't start reading my Facebook statuses. <laughs> Is that true? Who are you? The yeah. auto fonts? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I can tell this story now that you've brought it up. Sorry. You, seem, you seem a bit distracted already. <laughs> I'll close my Facebook, I promise. Okay. In, any other enlightening statuses you'd, read, you'd like to read before you close? Um, my friend Totes got her disturbed ticket. You're the best, Barley. I'll take okay. that as a no. <laughs> Go on. If it's not about me funsying a car or dating babies, then I'm not interested. <laughs> um, okay, so I bought a new car today. Hooray for Ben. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those kind of situations where you... Like, I don't know shit about cars, but I want to pretend <laughs> that I do. Okay. It's like when doing anything manly, really, in terms of manual labor, you know, like when people are talking about tools or putting up a shelf or <laughs> cars. It's, it seems like these very... So you're m- the first man who gets sent for the left-handed screwdriver. Yeah, exactly. In like the <laughs> hunter-gatherer situation. <laughs> Mainly the hunting. Isn't the gathering done by women? Yeah, exactly. But like my hunting abilities in terms of, you know, modern society are lacking apparently. Oh, shit. Yeah. What happened? Well, I, I just don't know enough to pretend to uh, know what I'm talking about. And like in the, around these people, like um, mechanics and tradies and all that kind of stuff, they seem to be like the more manly members of society, I guess. Whereas me, I've got, I've got like computer skills. If you want to, you know, talk to me about, you know, the ins and outs of a computer, I can like fake so my... So you would be like the medicine man. Yeah, maybe something like that. Like I've got, you know, book smarts, but these are the street smart guys. <laughs> And, uh, no, you'd be like the mystical medicine man that can like do things that nobody else understands. Like a witch doctor? Yeah, exactly right. Did, did, did you I, would be the witch doctor. I, I should uh, probably mention at this stage that my grandpa was a witch doctor. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Your grandpa was not a witch doctor. All right, tangent for a while. We'll get back to Fonzie okay. and cars in a second. How um, did I not notice? How long have I known you? Well, I like to keep it quite on the hush-hush, which is why I'm what? telling the internet. In case people come to you wanting some good juju, <laughs> oh, you is know there how... a limit of juju that you can only hand out? Well, the, there's um, the witch doctor. Is juju like Gmail invites back in the day? Yeah, it's it's like the Gmail <laughs> beta. <laughs> yeah. I remember you wasted one of your Gmail invites on me, and yet I'm still not allowed to claim my juju allowance. Well, the thing is, if you spread that word, there's not too many witch doctors out there anymore. So it seems uh-huh. like the demand could be more than I could handle. Shit, that is a problem. <laughs> yeah. So my grandpa, he like lived around uh, all the different parts of the world. And lived around 50 years ago? <laughs> and presently, I can, in fact. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Yeah. Um, so if, if you want him to verify the story, we can get some proof somehow. But is it in his autobiography? Maybe. I have not read this section of the autobiography, but I can... I'll, maybe. My grandpa's got like... By the way, listeners, was not a joke. Ben's yeah. grandpa has autobiography. He wrote like a massive, I think it was about 900-page autobiography. And then I ask him like, oh, is this story in it? Like it will be something that he and dad will repeat 
you know, every time there's a big family gathering that I'm so sick of. Um, he's like, nah, I couldn't fit it in. There's too much to say. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Ben's birth isn't even mentioned. <laughs> no, that's uh, the whole second uh, half of the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you uh, know, but his autobiography is also sometimes known as the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And, there's this and then whole, Joseph begot. <laughs> yeah, there's this whole before Ben and after Ben thing. Oh, yeah. I see. It's also sometimes uh, translated to Christ, but, you know, they're the lesser translations. I've got the real one. <laughs> anyway, go on, Medicine Man. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's not your nickname, by the way. <laughs> the name of the story. Not go on, Medicine Man. Um, so my grandpa, he spent some time in Africa. And mm. um, I believe that's where he got his witch doctoring skills from. Well, it's pretty ironic. Like, yeah, he spent some time in Africa. And anyway, then he went to Canada and became a witch doctor. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, In Vancouver. He was also like a lawyer and a judge. So <laughs> I don't know if what that says about, um, like, apparently he was pretty <laughs> good at Canadian it. Canadian justice system. No, no, no. This, is, this isn't Did like... Did he just point the bone and that would show the guilty party? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe the trials <laughs> were so quick because he just used his magic on them. It's like we don't we don't uh, need to hear your testimony. I'll just feel the vibe here. You <laughs> twenty years, but 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 I'm oh. This forked stick says you've got water in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good for the next trial. <laughs> <laughs> the who stole the water trial? Yeah, <laughs> the case of one the of the lesser known <laughs> great trials of the nineties. Well, they can't all be huge. No, that's right. Sometimes some guy just nicks your water. Yeah, sometimes murder, sometimes it's just you're a little parched. <laughs> I've sometimes been so parched I could commit murder. Well, don't let Grandpa know about this. <laughs> he already knows. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if you know the difference between a psychic and a witch doctor. And but... <laughs> do you <laughs> do you ever um do you ever get like to need to go to the toilet so badly you start questioning questioning all of your life decisions well, that led you up until that moment going yeah not like maybe if i'd never come to japan i would be nearer to a toilet or like maybe if i'd done a different degree i would have a different job with more toilets available <laughs> well it seems like how often are you not within range of a toilet so badly Oh, this one time I was just busting on the tram and I was like, if I had a real job, I wouldn't be on a tram in the middle of the day. I'd be at work, uh, working okay. and I'd be right near a toilet. See, the, in that kind of scenario, like worst case, you get off the tram and head to a toilet. Like surely. <laughs> worst case. Yeah. Start the worst case. Okay. Worst case is that you. I'm appointing you as my, uh, as my risk consultant because your worst case is. <laughs> Stuck. Like the worst case, we make a million dollars. The magic eight ball just says, uh, work hard. <laughs> Even the magic eight ball is saying I've ruined my life. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm just so saying, taking a wrong turn if you need to go to the toilet in the middle of the day on a tram. Okay, so you need to examine your life choices. But I mean, surely to prevent the uh, disaster of you peeing yourself in front of complete strangers. <laughs> then do you think it's worth being yourself in front of strangers or friends? Um, mm, it depends if you're trying to impress people or not. <laughs> like if I'm at a picking impressing or not impressive. Well, <laughs> that's true. Look how far my stream is. 
Um, obviously, there's a multitude of factors affecting this. If you're, you know, in some kind of peeing competition, then naturally, the uh, strangers is worse. But yeah, I'm saying, if, if I'm at a fancy dinner party, I probably don't mm-hmm. want to pee myself. <laughs> probably not, but maybe. But like maybe really, like if you pee yourself, it's an instant card to get the hell out of there. Yes, but if I'm uh, in a situation so awkward, you would pee yourself to get out of it. No, I'd probably slink away. <laughs> you'd rather like awkwardly walk away than pee your pants. Yes. <laughs> Is there something you need to uh, announce, Vicky? No, not at all. I'm just wondering, like, if there's ever a situation I've been in that's so awkward and I couldn't escape that I would pee my pants to leave. Maybe um, that hold your Wii for a Wii competition? Yeah, where someone died. Yeah. I was just in the awkwardest situation ever. Okay. I got trapped on a holiday where I was romantically rejected two days in. We've started like four stories. Can we put that one on hold for a second? <laughs> okay, what happened with the magic man? All right, so my grandpa... He... Tell us about your grandfather, God. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Ben, I shall send you to Earth. And I'm like, I... So anyway, we're... I, I'm already there. <laughs> <clears throat> we're, uh, he's in Africa. I believe this is mm. where the story takes place. And uh, mm-hmm. he was um, telling a group, there's someone in this room who can um, breathe fire from their mouth. And everyone's like, ooh, who is it? What are they talking about? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the dragon started pulling at his collar. Ooh, yeah. He's like, don't out. draw attention to me. St. <laughs> so George is dead, right? Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they all start looking around. <laughs> I'm sorry, when we started the show, I didn't think I'd be making a St. George <laughs> I, I assume uh, most <coughs> podcasts that we do are going to end up there sooner or later. I think it's like the only reference we haven't made. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said it because uh, I was about to get there if you didn't jump in. All oh, right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I could have gone with, um, you know, Puff the Magic Dragon, but St. George is good enough too. Yeah, but he lived by the sea. This happens in Africa. That's true. So... He's in the room and uh, they're like, who who are you talking about? And he's like, that man is me. And they're like, ooh, prove it. <laughs> and he's like, holy shit, I'm talking crap. What yeah. am I going to do now? So, Quickly, pee my pants. So I, I guess he'd done this thing before where he, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling the story. I'm like, this doesn't sound like Witch Doctor. This sounds like a circus con. But anyway, I'll keep going. Um, he, sounds like a con man so far. Yeah, it probably was that as well. But he uh, <laughs> went out back to a garage and he was looking for... Um, uh, some kind of, I guess, oil that he'd been used in this trick where he'd just blow fire and light it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like circus performance, yeah. Yeah. And he couldn't find what uh, he'd previously used, so he ended up getting petrol. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so he puts it in his mouth, and I guess he gets a lighter or something and um, does the trick with spurting petrol everywhere, igniting it, and it makes a huge fireball, but explodes in his face. <gasps> yeah. Oh. So uh, then I guess he had to use his witch doctory powers to heal himself. Seriously? That's the part, that's the part of the story that sounds fake. <laughs> like, so I used this petrol to blow fire and then I healed myself. No, that's the, the part end. that I, I don't, I just recalled uh, up to that point. He seems fine. He's not got burns or anything. So I Oh my God. So, uh, and that story has been told enough times to, uh, make me think it's not a lie. Yeah, but you don't explain the bit where he became a witch doctor. 
so far he just conned some people and blew his face up. Well, I don't know that at the point where people bring up that. At the moment, he's on the same level as the jackass boys. Well, that's what I just realized. <laughs> Whenever people bring up Grandpa's a witch doctor, that's the story that it leads into. But uh, I, I realize now that that doesn't take many witch doctory skills. It just takes being an idiot. <laughs> He <laughs> doesn't explain it at all in what way he is a witch doctor. All right, I'll, I'll ask uh, dad or grandpa some example of uh, grandpa being a witch doctor and I'll get back to you next episode if I can. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Because you can't go around saying my, my grandpa's a witch doctor and then tell that story. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people are going to be suitably unimpressed. I'll dig deep into his autobiography. There's got to be some walking on water or wine into gold kind of thing. Surely. That's right. Wine into gold. No, that water into wine shit. That's like level <laughs> two stuff. I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but I can't <laughs> I can't take wine to the bank, can I? Unless it's one of those Swiss banks, in which case I can. <laughs> I'm glad we established that. Now, uh, the car story. Yes. Okay, so I was trying to impress... Well, I wasn't really trying to impress these uh, mechanics. I was just more trying to not embarrass myself. And I failed quite dismally. <laughs> and you ended up buying a cardboard box <laughs> with a car drawn on it? Well, see, I'd already bought the car. I managed to do that somehow. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, they're like, yeah, this is a mad car. And you're like, I don't know. It seems to be made from cardboard. Right, ah! Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not falling for that one again. How much? <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, I went to pick up the car today and... Uh, they're like, so you bought the uh, Commodore at the back, eh? I'm like, yeah, did I? Like, no matter what they said, I would have been like, yeah, I totally bought that yeah, one. Out the back. <laughs> yeah, I assume. Where's the back? I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I assume they know what they're talking about. But uh, the uh, I went to, um, you know, drive it, shake their hands, and I was I was doing a reasonable job up until this point. And as soon as I touched the car, I set off the car alarm. <laughs> Just get like every single person awkwardly looking at me and like, yeah, I, uh, at least I know it works that, now. Is it one of those ones that talks? Help, I'm being stolen. <laughs> Have you heard those? Yeah. Oh, I, please I remember, help me. I remember in um, junior school, that was the first time that I ever heard one of those. And the <laughs> the car said, it was, it was mentioning the seatbelt, like your seatbelt is not plugged in or something for the driver's seat. Um, oh, yeah. But this was like after we'd already been driving for a kilometre. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, that's really freaky. And he's like, yeah, that's nothing. One time it uh, was telling us that the front door was missing for like half an hour. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you get in and it's like, the front passenger door is missing. Please see your nearest dealer to fix this or something like that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like the kind of thing that you might not need a warning message for. It's probably a bit obvious. I'm concerned the car thinks it might have to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, that is not the air conditioning. <laughs> no. But uh, the reason that I got this new car, well, one of many reasons, is <laughs> my old car was falling apart. and Like, quite likely. Yeah, exactly. And um, one time I got it, uh, like, it just wasn't starting. And so did I'd you ever take? Did you ever drive, Brent, um, were you ever go for a ride in Brendan's old car? Oh, probably, you don't remember it, though. Oh, you would if you did then. The passenger side window didn't. Uh, the passenger side door didn't open, so you had to climb in and out of the window, which was a plastic shit. <laughs> I remember you telling me this. I don't think I actually drove in that car, but uh, I don't think 
I don't think you're one to talk either. Which, my old car? Your window wouldn't roll up. Up, that's right. <laughs> And then when you finally got it up, it, you didn't want to risk not being able to move it down. <laughs> yeah, my mechanic had to rebuild it. Yeah. So, uh, that's the least of your worries. Plus, I remember you, uh, some, how did you, okay, you got to my house, right? And mm. then you're like, oh, I forgot my keys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was in the skyline. Yeah. Yeah, you used to have to start the skyline with any key. So, yeah, you're jumping ahead a little bit. I'm like, how the hell did yeah. you get here? And you're like, oh, don't worry, just give me one of your keys. I'm like, what? And so you grabbed one of my car keys, put it in your ignition, started the car, took out the key, and the car was still running. <laughs> yeah. And you could drive that's it right. like that. So did no, you- I think it was the other way around. I think I was like, shit, I forgot my keys. I can't c- turn the car off. Can I borrow yours? No, no, no. It was to start it. Oh, was it? So okay. did you? Did that mean that you did that on your end to get to my house as well? Yeah. Then why didn't you just bring that key that you started it with? I don't know. I must have borrowed someone else's. And you're like, <laughs> you can only get places as long as someone's got a key to jumpstart you. You could do it with pretty much anything that would fit in the hole. That's what she said. But, um, <laughs> that was a mad car. Yeah, the doors didn't lock either. I can't believe no one stole it. Well, really? You can't believe yeah. no one stole the piece of <laughs> shit car that would start with any key and didn't have a window? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, this this car, I would... It would be sitting in my driveway and then I'd not be able to start it. I'd leave it for a little while and jiggle the ignition and jiggle the gear shift and eventually I'd just get, get it started again. And so I'd take mm. it to the mechanic he couldn't work out what was wrong with it because every time I did, I'd obviously have to have got it started to get there. And so after a while, he's like, all right, if it ever stuffs up. I mechanic thought you were the biggest kid ever. Well, obviously I wouldn't have taken it there if there wasn't actually something wrong with it. But again, after... No, that was... I remember your mechanic thought you were a complete moron because you kept taking a perfectly normal car to him. Well, the other thing is... I, every time I go to one of these people, I have to deal with the uh, pretending what I n- pretending I know what I'm talking about phenomenon as well. <laughs> Half the time, I don't think you even took your car. <laughs> well, I'm sure there was occasions where I took I put You're it like, out front. Drive. I'm sorry, sir. That's a coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> it just took the cardboard box again. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Boxy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you power it by uh, a little Flintstones uh, magic. <laughs> Your grandpa would know all about that. Yeah, exactly. So uh <laughs> I um I got the car to the station and I come home after a long day's work and I really, you know, I'm dead after work and I I think I had a video game that I'd just bought that I'm like really excited to get home and play. <laughs> and I get to the station and the car's just dead. I'm like, "Oh crap, what am I going to do?" So I call home, there's no one answering and I call uh, you know, my parents' mobiles and they're not answering. So I'm like, oh, okay. The mechanic mentioned that if I was in this situation um, and he was nearby, he'd come and check it out. So I called him and Did luckily... Did he say it in the rain, kissing you? Uh, oh, that came later. If you need me. <laughs> we we kissed after he started it. <laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> if you ever need me, then I'll be here for you. Yeah, that's what I imagined, and it was raining. Yeah, it's a it's a pity there's not more uh, attractive young female mechanics these days. <laughs> well, obviously you're not good with cars, so someone needs to step up. That's true. 
So, uh, yeah, he, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not too far away. I'll come check it out. So he makes his way over, puts his um, puts the key in the ignition, turns it. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Takes a look at it. Gets, like, turns the ignition with one hand, pounds the dashboard with his fist with the other, and it perfectly, <laughs> like, instantly starts up. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so I'm, like, just, like, start, like dumbstruck. I'm like, how the hell did that work? Because the, the point where you pound the car, it's more out of frustration. You'd think, like, the dashboard would, would be where you would go to hit, but you'd never expect yeah. it to actually do anything. Oh, my God. Henry Winkler has fallen on hard times. Exactly. So, every time <laughs> that my car doesn't start, I have been punching it like the Fonz, and it perfectly boots up. Oh, my God. I can't boots up. You are so not a car person. <laughs> <laughs> It starts. I really hope you didn't say that at the mechanics. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I was driving around my car by punching it a whole bunch lately, and uh, it makes you feel like the funds, which is kind of cool. But then after I needed to hit it about three times to get it going once, then I'm like, okay, I Please probably need a new your car. Started hurting. <laughs> I like to imagine you're more manly than that. So you dropped out robotic style again. <laughs> I said, please don't say your fist started hurting. No, but my, uh, I did, I did <laughs> break. Really ruining my image as you, as a man. Oh, that was ruined long ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I did break my watch doing that. Did you? So, because I have my watch on my car fonzieing arm, I punched oh. the dash, the car started, but oh, my God. watch fell off. <laughs> it broke the band and so I had to get that fixed. <laughs> it's the gods coming back for their juju Yeah, exactly So now, hopefully I've got a car that needs less punching Were you there at the time One of our teachers cracked the shits at us And threw a watch at the whiteboard And we were like, well now you've got a classroom Of naughty children and a broken watch, you idiot Like it was their watch <laughs> Yeah Yeah, that does seem his watch and threw it at the whiteboard Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never been one to Break things out of rage Especially my own I'm the exact opposite. I'm the ty- I'm the um, the subject of the song "Break Stuff." <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, I don't know. I'm too logical. No matter how angry I get in those moments, like you hear people about getting frustrated at video games and throwing the Xbox controller across the room, and they're like, "Fuck!" Now I, you know, can't play my game, and I have to pay another fifty dollars for the controller, and I still suck at this level, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I- flute joint of my flute out the window once. <laughs> Why? Just because you couldn't get the song right or what? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't play the scale properly and I was like enraged. But it was the middle of like the music centre at high school. So I just like calmly took off the foot joint and underarm, um, underarm tossed it out the window and walked off. So that's like a pretty high window as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Second story. So... Was it okay, or did you have to repair it after that? No, it was fine. It fell in a bush. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my Japanese students mix up bored and boring. Like they can't, they don't really know. Because in Japanese, if you say like kawaii, it can mean like I'm scared or it's scary. Yeah, I thought kawaii so was cute. No, kawaii is cute. Ah, oh, shit. I know, right? <laughs> That's another mistake you don't want to make. Yeah, so I feel like. <laughs> You're like, kawaii. I'm like, hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> well, thanks as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> anyway um, 
So I saw any of my students walk in and I'm like, how's your day? And they're like, oh, I'm incredibly boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, right. I think the best one was like, I'm incredibly tiring. <laughs> <laughs> do they have yeah, a... Um, fucking tiring. <laughs> do they have a throw things at the white boring? <laughs> they want to throw things at the white boring. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's my nickname amongst my students, the white boring. <laughs> um, Speaking of nicknames, have you seen the um, Facebook page, Vicky Loves the Red Power Ranger? No. Is this about you or just I, another Vicky? I don't know. A different Vicky or like any Vicky? I don't know. Is it true? Do you love Jason? <laughs> Is it <laughs> As if you know the Red Power Ranger's name off the top of your head. <laughs> uh, obviously. Who doesn't know Red Ranger, please? <laughs> um, no, I, I think the pink one was my favorite. Oh, you mean Kimberly? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Please get a life. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things that, like, if I could forget that and put more important information into my brain, I would. You wouldn't? Because no. you see that is incredibly important information. Well, now that I've used it to impress everyone on the internet, now I can delete it. <laughs> His first appearance was in Day of the Dumpster. Ironically, also my first appearance in your life. What, is this the Red Ranger? Yep. Are you looking at the Red Ranger's Wikipedia page? No, I just know more than you. Because I, it seems like they have, the Red Ranger's first appearance would be episode one. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah. No, there's just a few episodes of those, like, dancing grey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know them better as the Blue Man group. Now, there's a, there's a crossover that should be uh, seen to be believed. <laughs> well, if you need some further reading, don't forget to pick up your copy of the official Mighty Morphin Power Rangers guidebook. <laughs> it just uh, strikes me as a bit weird that they would start the series off like, okay, guys, first episode, what is our ultimate bad guy that we can hear, that we can get to? <laughs> Day of the Dumpster. Correct. It was the very first episode. That's like, it doesn't seem like they started off strong, does it? Well, they, it was a space dumpster, if that makes you feel Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, the just story... Is, just for those of you who are worried that society is doing away with uh, gender politics, you meet the men who are working on karate while the girls are practicing gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 90s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, that... Like uh, the 50, but with more internet. If I could only go back to episode one of our show and have us introduced the same way. <laughs> you know you can't do gymnastics, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I can dream. I can dream. I'm already not manly enough to do anything yeah, else. It's so. your head full of Power Rangers information. So does that mean that I'm too manly? Because that would be <laughs> the first time ever. No. <laughs> Um, it's like, have you heard the term fly gin at all? No, is that <clears throat> something like a takeoff of gaijin? Yeah, absolutely. You know the word gaijin in Japanese means foreigner. Yeah. Well, all the people who left Tokyo because they were afraid of the earthquake and the radiation. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're calling them fly gin. Okay. And so me and my friends have made a pact to never date fly gin. Because we're like, oh, you don't want to be tougher than your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, should we should we get onto that? What the uh, the whole earthquake situation? Oh, there's not much to say, really. What is there to say? What would you like to know? Well, you're obviously still over there. You haven't fly ginned. No, I <laughs> no, I haven't. 
so, well, first of all, first of all, why did you uh, stay? Um, I was happy in Tokyo. I really like Tokyo, and I didn't think it was that dangerous. <laughs> but there's like a massive earthquake <laughs> in the top. What the fifth biggest earthquake of all time? <laughs> you're like, nah, that's cool. I'll be right. I don't know. It's different when you're in Tokyo. Like <clears throat> during the actual first. This is my French housemate's quote, which I think people who were in Tokyo at the time find amusing, but other people just find like really scary. Okay. He's like, I honestly thought I was going to die during the the earthquake, so now I just feel invincible. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, pretty much. So if you if you live through that, then you you know nothing else is going to touch it. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, like the, there was a big aftershock, maybe a 7.4 in Tokyo. Um, and he like literally like was standing in my room and he's like, I'm going to have a cigarette. So I run outside with him and I'm cowering under one of his arms and he's just smoking with his other hand. <laughs> Jeez. So how long are the, how long did the earthquakes last? Like, so first of all, how long was the first earthquake? Like the actual time it was quaking? Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's hard to say. It felt like a really long time, but maybe five or ten minutes. Maybe oh, five really? Minutes. Like in ten yeah. minutes? Whoa. Okay. Because I've been in... Because was one of about five minutes, and then there was maybe a ten-minute break and another of about five minutes. I don't know. Yeah, right. Because I've been in one that was like nothing compared to the ones that you guys have had over there. And yeah. it was maybe like ten seconds or something, but I can't well, imagine... Well, the day length of the earth. So, in comparison to your earthquake, percentage-wise, it's also slightly longer. Yeah. But I was just thinking maybe it would be, like, obviously it would be longer, but I thought it would just be, like, a lot more powerful. But I didn't realise it would be, yeah. I didn't realise it would be for, like, 10 minutes longer. No, like, to be honest with you, I don't think it was 10 minutes. I think it was maybe, like, four or five. I honestly don't know. Yeah, it just still I, feels like a fucking long time. Yeah, it just felt like a long time. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. So don't like write a news article about that or anything. But, so is stuff shaking off the shelves and everything like that, or? Well, I was on the train. And they had to stop. Yeah, they stopped the train at Shinjuku Station, and, um, and then they let us out between the quakes. So what what was going on? Were people like freaking out, or was people relatively no. calm? Or? That's the weird thing. Like I was literally waiting to die. Just like I had my, like some of my friends, some of my friends said it was fine. And then others were like, yeah, I thought I was gonna, but, um, I was like waiting to die on the train, but all the Japanese people looked so calm. I was like, oh, this must just be like a little one. And so like I was hanging onto this pole and I wouldn't let go. And these girls come up and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. In Japanese. I'm sorry. I'm Australian. I'm frightened. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. And then I get off the train and go and like speak to my coworkers and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're not dead. I'm like, oh, wow. Japanese people are as polite as you imagine that they are. Yeah, so that... Like they're panic buying, they're panic buying literally involved standing in lines. <laughs> do you think they're like really shitting themselves inside and just not showing it or they're actually, you know, pretty scared and well, like yeah, they're actually not like, that scared? No, it seems like they're pretty much shitting themselves on the inside. That's crazy. Because like, after, yeah, I know, you can't imagine Tokyo, like, just after the quake, it was crazy. Like, have you ever been to Tokyo? No, not yet. Have you been to America, to New York? No, I've been, I've been to Hawaii. That's as bad as much as America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, imagine, uh, no, it was like uh, Shinjuku and Shibuya were empty and all of the billboards were off. So Shin Shibuya is the world's busiest crossing and yeah. there was nobody else. 
It's like the equivalent to Times Square being empty. Yeah, there's just signs and electrics everywhere. Yeah, but all the signs were turned off. Yeah, that's pretty like, it's insane. completely dark. And there wasn't a person around. And all the shops were closing at like five o'clock. So it was basically like Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going from Tokyo to Adelaide. That's nuts. So what did you have to do? You got off the train and you were sent to like evacuation kind of area until like away from... No, I was so like in shock. I just walked straight to work. I got... And my bill, my boss was like in the building. He's like, what are you doing here? We're getting everyone to evacuate. Get out. And then I was just... I was like in shock the entire day. Like, so they... Then some of my coworkers, we all went to the middle of this like shrine thing. And then we had the next big one. And me and my friend were standing in the middle of the road when it happened. <laughs> And like, oh my gosh, it was so scary. Um, and uh, like after the second big one, we walked out on the road, but um, the lights changed while we were halfway across and the cars started coming. We're like, oh my God, we just survived two earthquakes and now we're going to get run over. <laughs> oh shit. I can't yeah. believe people are still <laughs> driving around after that. Yeah, yeah. And like, so we went and stood in this park for ages Um yeah, uh, I can't. And people were watching stuff on their iPads and iPhones, and yeah, it was really awful. I mean, not as awful as if I'd been in Sendai or anything like that. I'm really lucky. Like, it's so safe here compared to those places. Yeah. So obviously, you were in Tokyo for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I wasn't anywhere really messed up, which is lucky. Yeah. So did anyone tell you when it was okay to go home, or did you just wait till people started dispersing? Or what, how did you know like how long to stay in this park for? Um, well, the aftershocks got a lot um, less big and then um, the so, trains weren't running. So that whole time you were still like having little uh, quakes afterwards? Oh, they're still going on now. Yeah, but it seems um, like every so often you'll get like another big one. Yeah, yeah. No, basically at the start, we were having little ones all day. Like, it, I was getting seasick because my building was swaying the entire day. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so how many, do you know how many quakes you've had since then? Oh, hundreds. I'll send you the link to the page where we go to look at the intensity. And you'll see, like, there's hundreds. Like, at the start, they were just happening all day. But we've had, like, a lot of them are really small, like magnitude 2.7 or something. We wouldn't even really feel them. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven today so far. Jeez. And so but do they're you... just little ones, like magnitude four a fair way away. So here we would barely feel them. Yeah. But still, if we had a magnitude four here, that'd be, like, huge news. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anywhere in Australia would be huge news, yeah. Like, but because they're happening like in Fukushima, you have to remember that that's not as strong as they are in Tokyo. So it might just be like a two in Tokyo. Yeah. I but, don't but still, yeah. with every point on the Richter scale, that is doubling in intensity. That's right, yeah. So a 7.0 and a 7.1, 7.1 is doubled 7.0. So we had the earthquake in Christchurch just a few weeks before the Tokyo one. And that was like you know, huge disaster. And then this Tokyo one just like blew it out of the water in terms of intensity. Well, yeah, but I mean, um, Tokyo is more prepared for it and it didn't happen right in Tokyo. I mean, poor Sendai. Wow. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. The news is horrible. I can't watch the news. So all the, all the buildings in Tokyo are built to withstand earthquakes to a certain degree. 
Yeah, basically. But my house is like old and rickety. So like all of my housemates expected me, like expected to turn on the TV and just see the whole of Tokyo standing except for Harajuku B house. So is There's there a photo of me on Facebook hugging our television because it was okay. <laughs> We've got like a 70-inch LCD. <laughs> and so I was like, no, it's my best friend. Have you like kept everything off the shelves and stuff like that? Um, I did for a while. Like I had my camera um, face, face... I've got like a digital SLR and it face planted onto the floor and I was like, I'm going to leave you there if that's yeah. where you fall during an earthquake. You can't fall any further. But yeah, now stuff's back to normal. So you didn't really have anything broken or there wasn't like too much destruction in Tokyo? Um, no, like stuff fell off shelves, but you put it back on. <laughs> you what, know how it is. What about all the um, the shops and stuff? Cause it seemed like there was pictures of all the uh, convenience stores that were open, but they just had nothing left in them because everyone was stopping Yeah, up. the shelves were empty. So has that, that been a problem yeah. or is that like okay now or...? Um, it's okay now, but there was at the time a lot of panic buying, I think. And also they couldn't get supplies through or something. I don't really know. But yeah, there was a big shortage of food for a while there. And then they put on all these ads of a little kid dancing in front of shops. Um, this is probably the wrong word because I don't know it off the top of my head. But it was like, Tyson me, dame, dame, dame. And there was like a dance to do, to go with it, like a little macarena. And so what was that an ad for? Just saying that we've got stuff in now? Or? It's lit- no, the ad means like, don't buy more than you need. Don't buy oh, more than you okay. need. And he'd dance at the convenience store in the supermarket in the petrol station. So did you have to live off ramen for a few days or anything like that? <laughs> That's exactly what I do anyway. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you didn't really have like too much problems in terms of the food situation? No, nah, because I already had food. Like yeah. there wasn't any bread and stuff, but I was like, oh, well, um, or water. But you're like, I'm a, a starving student anyway. Yeah, there was basically no difference for a starving student, exactly. <laughs> so even even the water wasn't, you weren't able to get water? Yeah, they told us not to drink the tap water because um, it, might, it had radiation in it. So then there was, no, um, there was no bottled water to get either. So how did you go without that? Um, yeah, I don't know. You just drank Pepsi? <laughs> yeah, beer, I think. <laughs> yeah, dull the pain. <laughs> So how long did that last? Uh, that was maybe two or three weeks that went on. Even like you can get water for two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I went to Kyoto for a little while on a holiday. Do, do you see why people might be leaving? <laughs> I don't know. I just really like it here. I'm happy. Uh, I like, I, like if I home. if I try and use the tap when the water's being out, like because we've had renovations on our house to get a new bathroom put in. And they have to turn off the water. And, like, they turn it off for half an hour. That is so annoying. <laughs> if, if I had three yeah, weeks ben, of that. Like, you, you get annoyed when I repeat myself. <laughs> but it seems like three weeks of that might be pushing it. We had that That's thing. That's because you only have two moods. You're either annoyed or content. So, like, I have other moods. I don't like, think I'm <laughs> speaking for just me here. When, <laughs> when we were younger, there was that... Um, uh, gas one? Yeah, the gas plant blew shortage. up. Yeah. And so they had a gas shortage, meaning that we couldn't use uh, gas-powered water heaters and gas stoves mm. and gas house heaters and stuff like that. And so we were one of the only houses on the street that had um, a electric-powered mm. water heater. Like- and so everyone kept coming over to our house to have showers and stuff like that. And that lasted maybe, I don't know, two or three weeks. 
but that was just for hot water and people were like freaking out. This is like, you've got <laughs> radiated water. I don't know. You just get on with it. I can't explain. So yeah, are you allowed to drink the water now? Or is it still like that? Yeah, you can, you can drink it. Oh, probably I drink it. I don't know. Probably. Are you, are you worried about the radiation at all? Because <clears throat> no. they just upgraded yeah. it to a 7.0 um, radiation. Like nuclear disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Which is equal to know. Chernobyl. It's really weird when you're not here to understand, but no, I don't know. I can't explain. Sorry. Yeah. With it, there's when it happened, pretty much the next day they were telling everyone to get out of Tokyo on the radio here. Like if any Australians there that weren't um, required to be there, like only in you know extenuating circumstances, should you go or should you stay? Did you did they have warnings like that over there or because it was kind of the impression that maybe they wouldn't say that kind of stuff over there to avoid um, people panicking at the airports and not being able to get out or not having anywhere to go that kind of thing. Um, they sent us emails saying like if you want to leave, you should. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's hard. I kind of it's really hard to explain. Who Sorry. who sends you emails? <laughs> this is a terrible radio interview. Um, the government, Australian government. Oh, right. DFAT. Yeah, DFAT was sending us emails. And, um, like, a lot of the people that you were staying with obviously left. Yeah, yeah. Um, two of my housemates were already on holidays. The other three disappeared. 22 of the instructors at work went home. 22 out of 40, I think. But, um, like, the work and stuff was still going on or what? Well, yeah, well, my work asked me to come back to work the day of the quake. Oh, geez. I was back to work the next day. But is that normal or? What do you mean? Like was many other places, um, were they going back to work so soon? Uh, I think our work was one of the first. Okay. So. Like uh, other schools had closed for the weekend, but our school stayed open. Yeah. And is there any, um, like if, are you guys better prepared now for the aftershocks and all that kind of stuff? Well, you just kind of get used to it, I guess. Like, they're still scary, but what what can you do? If there's another one, do the trains stop running and all that kind of stuff as well? Like, is the lights out in um, Shibuya or is that they've kind of... Um, the lights are out permanently in Shibuya at the moment to save power because um, of the Fukushima plant means that we're low on power. Uh, they do rolling blackouts around the outside prefectures of Tokyo, so like Saitama, Kanagawa. But I live in Harajuku, so they don't really have that many here. Okay, but, but like, occasionally do they do that or? <coughs> huh? But occasionally do you still get rolling blackouts? No, not in Harajuku, not okay. on purpose. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, is there anything else that we've maybe missed in terms of the whole thing? Um, No, not really. I don't know, like, it's hard to explain because it seems so obvious what you should do when you're not there. But when you're there, like, you just go through the motions I guess like work tells you to come to work so you come to work and like your friends are in Tokyo so you hang out with them and see what they're doing like it doesn't it's strange it's really strange to explain if it's not you I guess yeah no I kind of get what you're saying but it also seems like um, for people like you who don't live there like if it happened here then maybe you know I would be in your shoes but if I was um, here and it happened and I was you know not from Melbourne, then I think I would go home. Yeah, I don't know. But like I, I'm living here for 18 months and like I have friends here and I have a job and... 
Well, but you haven't. Uh-huh. You've, you've been there for what, like three months so far? Five. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's gone, that's gone quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it hasn't been eighteen months yet. No, no, no. That's true. I don't know. I can't explain. Like, I just yeah. So it's my home. So how long? When are you? How long are you planning to stay? Like, when will the eighteen months be uh, up? Next March. Okay. And you're just going to keep working and everything until then doing what you're doing? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. I like it here. Hanging out. Have you tried the super toilets yet? (laughs) (laughs) No. What's a super toilet? Well, these ones that we were talking about last podcast where they uh, have the water that squirts you and all this kind of extra features. No, that disturbs me. Although I saw one of my friends on Facebook washing her feet in a bidet. I'm not sure that I'm okay with that. (laughs) <laughs> and the girl I have living in my closet at the moment got attacked by a bidet. What are you talking about? What's this girl in your closet? Um, <laughs> basically, um, I don't know. I went on a crappy holiday to Okinawa and all I got was a broken heart and a girl in my closet. Okay, so we can, <laughs> we can finally get to this, uh, this uh, story that we teased about 40 minutes ago. Um, oh, there's not much to say. I went to, on a holiday with some guy that I met and it didn't work out, but his best friend got stuck in Tokyo, so now she lives in my closet. I think you're missing a few details here. <laughs> no, I'm pretty much pitching the pilot of a sitcom, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, your closet is... We've seen photos of your apartment. This, mm. is, this is the... The uh, closet is where the desk used to be in those photos. Yeah. And... Um, how did she end up staying with you after all this? Um, she wants to extend her visa, but she has to stay another two months to be eligible. But how come she didn't have a place already? Uh, she used to live in Niseko with this guy. But what, they broke up or something? Or he just... No, no, no. Um, no, he's going home because he's been there for longer than her. So she, he's eligible to go home, but she's not. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. Well, um... <laughs> is, how's that working out? Watch out for it on HBO. How's that yeah, working? she's awesome. Because uh, you're not with... Um, there's all those guys that you kind of ran down a list of last episode. They're not around anymore. Which guys? Well, you you mentioned that you're staying with um, a few different people, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the American guys left. Um, the Australian guy's like my best friend now. The Canadian guy is still here, and the New Zealand guy ate my ham on my birthday, which was also the day of the earthquake, and I hate him. <laughs> which which was the worst tragedy? <laughs> like, uh, uh, on the scale to which it personally affected me? Yeah, well, if you could choose one thing didn't happen that day, earthquake or ham eating. <laughs> oh, God. Um... I wonder if that's why I've ended up being so messed up about this quake. Because it happened, I think, like, because it happened on my birthday. I feel really messed up about it. Yeah, that is a weird thing. Like, did you have birthday plans at all? Yeah, yeah. I was meant to be going out to dinner with some friends. And we were like, this is going to be the best day ever. Yeah, basically. And then your ham got eaten. You're like, it's all downhill from here. (laughs) From here, yeah. No, I feel really weird about it. I feel like I haven't aged. Like, I feel like... Oh, you, like, missed your birthday. Yeah, it's like my life stopped that day. I don't know. I can't explain. So, what was this? It was just a slice of ham or a ham bone? I'm picturing like some kind of... <laughs> like. I came home and there was just a bone buried in the yard. No, like one of those like Christmas hams that you get 
but where, you know, on like the Simpsons or something, you can grab one end of the bone and just be like chewing down the rest like it's a uh, chicken leg. <laughs> you, you, you just come home and he, he's on no, some... No, it was a package of sliced ham. And he ate all of it? Yeah, bastard. <laughs> Fair enough. Was there any part of you that when the earthquake started, you suspected Godzilla? <laughs> My friend's Facebook status was that. He was like, we've had a tsunami, radiation, and earthquake. The only thing left to happen is um, Godzilla. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm living in Sim City a little bit when you get bored of the game. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> if if anywhere would be Sim City, it would be Tokyo. Tokyo, right? <laughs> but I feel like it's you know when you get bored of the game, you're like, oh, I could make another residential zone. Yeah. Or I could just unleash Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. If uh, if there's some UFOs and fires, all of a sudden we'll know something's up. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you want to do a a segment? Things as we've uh, you know just rambled. For the rest of the yeah, show. that was a really depressing one as well. I hope you guys skip through that. <laughs> all right, no, that's interesting. It doesn't have to be all Godzilla jokes all the time, right? I don't know. I just find it really difficult to talk about the earthquake. Like, not like emotionally. I just like can't explain it. It's weird. Well, how about we don't talk about it, and we look to the magic eight ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does the magic eight ball have to say? Um, what does it think of the tragedy? Yeah. Um, it says go shopping. Seriously? Yeah, so that's your advice to get over any um, you know, future devastation. I did absolutely go for a shop afterwards, actually. My housemate had to get me off the couch and take me to the supermarket so I could stop watching the TV. It was just like, I don't know. We just like glued to um, the news or something like that? Yeah, pretty much. But the news is so horrible. Were you getting, um, you were getting like as much information? Like, because here there was suggestions that maybe the people in Japan were not being told everything, just in case. I guess you wouldn't know what you're not being told. It's hard to, you know, say or not, but it seems like you were, you know, getting everything. You're, it seems like you're on the same level as us. Yeah, well, that's what I think. To me, it didn't seem like there wasn't stuff we were being told, no. Mm. Um, it seemed like I knew exactly the same as what people overseas knew, except I was even more in the know because my um, my brother is a physicist, so he understands the radiation a lot better than your average layperson. <laughs> we got as much radiation the days that they say it was 10 times the normal amount. You get the same amount eating a banana. Like radiation is just really scary because people don't know what that means. Yeah, so 10 times is still minuscule. Yeah, exactly right. Like you would have gotten more in a plane flying away because you're closer to the sun than you would have got from staying in Tokyo. But as long as you're not you know, planning on uh, disarming this uh, nuclear reactor anytime soon... Well, if you need a banana in a plane, you're fucked, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so let's do a segment, shall we? All I have to say about the earthquake is I can't really talk about it. <laughs> no, I think you've... Uh, I, I didn't age. Enlightened us scary. to some degree. Um, all right, I've got, this, I've got this clip that I found, right? Mm. Okay, we uh, upgraded our internet plan. And uh, this is the hotline that I called... Dodo, who was our previous internet provider. And mm-hmm. so this is, you know, when you call and say, press one for blah, 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 press two. So I, I recorded their um, automated, um, you know, their automated response when you call their number because it was, okay. something stood out to me, which I'll give you, you can have a listen and see what you think. Is this one of those things where it's like, 
listen really carefully and then in the middle someone jabs me in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to wait and see. Like, pay close attention. Bam! Did you see it? Mm, I did. Thanks. <laughs> For billing inquiries and customer service, press 1. For technical support, press 2. For dodo power and gas, press 3. For emergency and or life-threatening situations, press 4. To use our security verification service, press 5. For emergency or life-threatening situations. This is an incident. I was laughing about dodo gas. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, that's something we don't have to worry about these days. <laughs> it just seems like if you're calling to get your internet upgraded, what kind of emergency or life-threatening situation are you going to be in? <laughs> that is confusing. <laughs> I was so tempted to press it. But I don't want to, you know, get the police barreling down on my house all of a sudden just for... <laughs> it, it just... It seems so strange. Like, I could call 911. I could call triple zero. No, no, no. you don't What's the Dodo hotline? Actually, 911 works <laughs> in Australia now. It works? Yeah. I don't know. A lot changed since you left. But uh, I guess because all the American... Seriously? Yeah, all no, the American... Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I was totally believing you there. No, it, 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 if you call it, it goes to the police as well. It goes to the emergency. Bullshit. No, I, I swear. Because people How are seeing... You know? It's um, just like a widely known thing now. Since everyone's been uh, seen it in so many American um, like entertainment that they made it work because people think it's the actual number. <laughs> I don't believe you. This is stupid. Well, I, I don't want to test it because then... <laughs> yeah, right. Dodo, Dodo's... It, you know, emergency response team will come down on me. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they're just like, that's when Triple O's engaged. I don't know. I'll send you a link. I'm sure that you can find that <laughs> new story somewhere. But okay. uh, What's a threatening internet situation? Exactly. It's like my well, modem is trying to kill me. <laughs> so I made a really good joke on 4chan and I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please read me today's Twitter feed. My uh, ISP's down. <laughs> That is alarming. <laughs> but it, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed ridiculous. It stood out to me. But uh, yeah, that's the new what? number, Dodo Hotline, instead of the cops. Yeah, right. <laughs> the police are trying to cut costs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what do you feel like for Ranger Vicky today? Do you feel like a, a tightrope act saves turkey from Christmas table, or dog rights book? Um. Well, I've got two Craig segments here. One of them's pretty short. If you have like a short range of Vicky, maybe we could do double up of both. Do you reckon? Well, it's up to you. Is is All right, it? Let's do one and see how we feel. Okay, go for it. I can't. Oh. Do 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 What is that? <laughs> That's my waiting music. Why? Why? What I'm mean? waiting for you. Uh, did it, did it, Vicky. I was like, is that the 90s talk show version of Ranger Vicky? I thought you were waiting for your webpage to load with the uh, story oh. or something. I don't know why you would sing the Ricky Lake theme in that situation. <laughs> go, Vicky. Go, Vicky. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's good waiting music. Yeah. <laughs> it will hurry me along. Um, so what were my choices again? Tightrope Act saves turkey from Christmas table or 
Doug Wright's book. Doug Wright's book. Okay, Doug Wright's book. Doug Wright's book on how to live with humans. I'm not sure this is so much Ranger Vicky as <laughs> this man has a mental illness. <laughs> Doug Wright's book on understanding and living with humans. A pet dog has been promoting her debut book. That's good to know. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a follow-up or anything. No. Offering fellow canines advice on living with humans. Dennis Freed says his dog Genevieve barktated memoirs of a papillon to him. Both owner and dog signed autographs at Miami Book Fair International, which hosted more than 200 local and international authors. How annoyed would you be if you were the author next to them? I know. Or unless it was like a guinea pig next to them or something, showing them up. <laughs> right. Like, I wrote mine in Morse code in my poo. You just barktated. <laughs> Morse code in my poo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pretend you haven't started writing your Twitters like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mr. Freed from Sarasota says the book is a must-read for dogs wanting to learn about the minds of their owners. Quote, she barktated it to me, and I translated it from dog into English. Question mark, is that the only language named after its species? <laughs> <laughs> I speak human. I don't know about you. Yeah, right. It's all true. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's saying this now? <laughs> the owner. I thought that might have been a testimonial from the dog. Yeah, right. Genevieve may have exaggerated once or twice, but she didn't make any of it up, he told the Miami Herald. No, I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. She didn't make any of it up, are we? <laughs> the 158-page book. Holy crap. <laughs> I know. It's half of them. It's like Lord of the Rings. Um offers driving tips for dogs, discusses the tragedy of doorbells and TV commercials and how to convert a house into an agility course. Say, so, wait, doorbells? Mm. Is that like Can a... Is that... Do we need this? <laughs> <laughs> like, let alone just say our dog didn't write this book. Is this worth yeah. reading about doorbells for 128 pages or whatever? Well, do you know what really confuses me? If, he, if she speaks dog and he's translated it into English, how are other dogs meant to read it? Well, I assume that... This is, a, this is a book for the dog elite only. Well, I assume that dogs know their way around this information. So they could well, just be so talking to each other in talk. the barking system, you know. So they can read English, but they talk bark. Well, they speak they dog. Bark. So they could just yeah, tell it to each other. English? Well, I assume it's common knowledge for dogs, you know. Really? Speaking I, English? No, no, no. I, th whatever is in this book, this is this is like a insight for the dogs. Like, no, if, this if is the offering fellow canines advice on living with humans. It's for other dogs. Oh, so you, we're, we're, you're saying we need someone to re-barctate it to other dogs? Yeah, exactly right. This book requires a translator at every end. <laughs> so I, I wonder how this process went. Did the dog bark once and he's like oh good boy a tale of two cities go on <laughs> let me grab my quill <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just seems have been barktated in the past like are them are the dog authors being ripped off as far as the eye can see yeah the dog is like i didn't say that that's not what i wrote at all <laughs> for whom the doorbell tolls <laughs> it just seems <laughs> this stinks of uh some guy writing a book and no one wanting to pay any attention to it. And he's like, okay, my dog wrote it. 
Well, in the vein of attention-seeking people using animals, Mm -hmm. here is Tyrote Act Saves Turkey from Christmas Table. (laughs) Second Ranger. Second Vicky? Double Double Vicky. Vicky. A New York... A North... Oh, my gosh. Unique New York. New York. A North Yorkshire farmer has trained a turkey to walk a tightrope and jump through a ring of fire. Colin Newlove says the bird's talents are enough to save him from the dinner table this Christmas. That's a confusing sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they saving from the dinner table? Maybe uh, the food is poisoned. Yeah. He's been training Trevor the bourbon red turkey for two months. That's pretty quick. That is also my favorite kind of red turkey. <laughs> really? I prefer the whiskey. They're good too. <laughs> Mr. Newlove of Low Marishes near Moulton has previously trained a horse to fetch sticks. That's useful. Mm-hmm. He told the Northern Echo, Trevor absolutely loves it. He took to it brilliantly. He's wanted at sto- shows, but quite honestly, he doesn't know enough at this stage, and I'm not sure how he'd react with a lot of people around. He's jumping through a flaming ring. <laughs> <laughs> the 18-month-old turkey trains on his own farmyard tightrope, stretching out his wings to keep his balance. Mr. Newlove said he has a brighter future than others of, of his kind at this time of year. He will not finish up on a Christmas dinner table, that's for sure. Until he stops, uh, until he loses his balance. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, what kind of speciesism is this? You shall live so long as you can jump through this flaming hoop. He's like <laughs> the James Bond of turkeys. Now there's a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show up at some point in the... In the sitcom, The Girl Who Lived in My Closet and Other Tokyo Disasters. Yeah, if we uh, say that on the podcast, that's trademarked, right? No one can steal that. <laughs> Turkey bond. Well, Sarah told someone, she's like, yeah, I'm staying in my friend's closet. And his quote is, this is Tokyo. We're all living in someone's closet. That's true. <laughs> well, thanks for that range, Vicky. That's okay. No problems. Is it time for a message in a time warp? Sure is. Sending out an SMS. Sending out an SMS. Sending out an SMS. Message in a time warp. Yeah. What's that? That's the SMS. That's like. Whose SMS is like that? It's, like, it's an alarm. No, that's like old school SMS. No way. I was expecting the noise where, like, you put it too close to a speaker. I got that, I think, from a song. Um, It's called Sending Out an SMS. And they. Yeah, maybe I can chuck that at the end of today's episode. Um, (laughs) And they use that sample as well in the song. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Must be like, ah. Incidentally, I think we could definitely make an electronica song out of the noise that mobile phones make when you put them next to speakers. I'm sure someone's done it. It's pretty much already a trance. It sounds a bit like an uh, old-fashioned news call. <laughs> how, how about... <laughs> right? All right, since you don't have any messages in a time warp today, you do that, and then I'll say my message, and then you do that again. Okay. Perfect man definitely owes you a beer or sex. I'm cool with either. I, I emphasized perfect man wrong. Like it's perfect man dash. I kind of made it sound like perfect man. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the headline. Exactly. I was like, what? A perfect man owes you those things. <laughs> All right, give me another one. That's true, though. A perfect man would give you those things. A beer or sex. Well. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not from him. <laughs> if it was the perfect man, maybe he could turn you. <laughs> so true. Um, give, me, give me another news call. Could you date a prostitute? <laughs> I think we've had that conversation. Um, my answer would probably be no then to recap. Seriously? Well, in most situations. I'm not saying this. What about an ex-prostitute? I don't know. I think she would have like... I'd be intimidated, I guess. Plus, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're not that manly. <laughs> She'd have definitely been with people that can talk about cars. And, like, you know, a lot of people. So, it'd be like... I'd, I think I'd just be mentally comparing her. Like, I, th- I would think that she would be mentally comparing me to every guy that she'd been with. <laughs> Women do that anyway. They don't have to be prostitutes. I know, but it doesn't mean that they've been with, like... They usually haven't been with about 300 men before me. <laughs> ben only dates virgins. The upside being that he can tr- bathe in their blood afterwards. <laughs> I thought you <laughs> were going to go with the... Youth. The upside being that I would automatically be the best, but you flipped it on me. I'll give you that one. (laughs) Uh, Well, I've got kind of a message in a time warp. I was looking up the tabs for a song called You Tore My Heart Out (laughs) by Mama Kin. And I I got to the end and like the last line is like, you tore my heart out. And then it's like, all subs, uh, all pizzas are now also subs. (laughs) 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 Finally. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I suspect a, a little product placement in that story. So do I. It's like, you got your heart ripped out. Here's <laughs> a pizza sub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would make things better. Yeah, I was like, huh, okay then. <laughs> um, I got I got two more uh, quick messages in a time warp. If you can give me the... I wouldn't date a girl who couldn't enjoy a good bestiality joke. <laughs> and finally... Would anybody... I'll tell you, who would appreciate a good bestiality joke? Surely the prostitute. <laughs> Maybe you're onto something. Uh, one more. Mm-hmm. I've got something hard in my pants for you. <laughs> now, I-, I should explain, this wasn't wasn't actually one of my messages that I received. This was one of our friends. Message you sent? Oh. No, I didn't send this one. This is <laughs> one of our friends. From his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? It was Steve. His dad sent him this text. (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck? And it turns out it was um, money. Like he owed him like a lot of cash or something. (laughs) What? Why would you put it like that? Why indeed? It seems I've got a lot of cash in my pants for you is weird. I know. Like even if I had... Like, even if I had a whole bunch of money for someone, th- that's not the way I would phrase it at all. <laughs> this is not for my son. Exactly. And I guess he just didn't think anything into that message when he was writing it, but he really should have. <laughs> so I'm getting confused. I'm looking up an article named How to Handle Being a Vampire in Oblivion. Uh, any tips for us? <laughs> Sorry? Any tips for us? <laughs> no. Well, um... Avoid- in as much as possible. If you're in limbo, don't fuck up because it's going to get worse. The magic eight ball says, "Ask mom." So, <laughs> <laughs> your mom did say she was a tranny from hell once. 
I must have been not around for that story. <laughs> Do you want to hear a two-minute movie review? Yes. Oh, my God. What movie is it? Um, good question. It's been a while since I wrote this. Unknown. <laughs> it's such a good movie. You don't even know what you review. I'll try and guess then from the review. No. I, I, if okay. Oh, if you want. I, I did say the title of it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> so, when do you t should I tell you when your two minutes have started? Are you ready? Yep. I'm ready. Liam Neeson plays scientist Dr. Martin Harris. He and his wife, who's way too young and hot for him, arrive in Berlin. They arrive at the hotel, and then he's fucks off without telling her where he's going and back to the airport because he carelessly forgot one of the most important pieces of luggage. On his way, he's almost hit by a fridge, and his taxi falls off a bridge. Oops. He almost dies, <laughs> but is saved by one of the typical foreign, mysterious, young, attractive cab drivers. You know the type. Four days later, Martin wakes up in hospital with that semi-amnesia people get in movies where they can conveniently remember certain things, but not the stuff that'd actually be useful. His movie amnesia also comes with those conveniently timed memory flashbacks, mostly of him making out with his wife. Everyone is acting suspicious. His wife can't. His wife says she doesn't know him, and some other dude says he's Martin. What? What? Martin confronts doppelganger Martin. They do their I'm Spartacus routine, and then he faints for no reason so we can move on to the next scene. He wakes up in hospital again, but this time someone's trying to kill him. He runs away with but a few other people we don't care about die. He tracks down the attractive cabbie girl. She's annoyingly tight-lipped. Martin gives up his one lead pretty easily and moves on. There's some bullshit about a prince developing some secret project with a nerd at this biotech convention and Martin naturally assumes his identity theft is related. Then Martin goes back to the sexy cab driver chick. They flirt a little more and then move it. They flirt a little and then more people try and kill him. Some black guy dies and then they escape. They go to the airport and get the briefcase Martin forgot. He uses his memory flashback superpower to unlock the briefcase. He finally finds out way too long after every movie about amnesia ever that he's an assassin and Martin was his cover identity. Oh my God, what a twist. Nobody saw that coming, sarcasm. His wife or fake wife is also an assassin and Martin decides he's good now and goes to try and stop her from exploiting some peeps. The previously mentioned biotech nerd is discovered to be the target because he's teamed up with the Prince of Saudi Arabia to create super corn. My God, if this corn got into the wrong hands, it could destroy us all. <laughs> the biotech nerd is slightly more careful with this extremely important bag than Martin but ends up still getting his corn recipe stolen it's okay though because wifey assassin gets blown up in the corner safe Martin and sexy taxi driver McGee ride off into the sunset on escalator the end oh good just in time well done nice so that was the plot of unknown in two minutes and <laughs> I saved you from a long boring hour and a half of a movie yeah what movie is it it's called unknown Oh, I thought you were making a joke because we didn't know the name of it. No, I know. I realized that that's what you assumed. Oh, <laughs> okay. And sorry, the quote from your mother, as per your sister's Facebook, is, I'm a tranny that co-inhabited with the devil. My mum said that? Yes, according to your sister's Facebook. Ah, I thought you were joking. Now I'm just scared. <laughs> well, you're, I'm not the one with a mother who co-inhabited with the devil. Well, we've got a witch doctor story and that story to find out about. <laughs> and I think that just about rounds out the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to just to make it known that yes, he does almost get hit by a fridge, and the movie is about super corn. That is <laughs> that is the ridiculousness <laughs> of this this movie. I don't understand why super corn is such an issue. It's like the 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 plot involves the enemies trying to take the corn so they can use it and um like f sell it to people but they 
that, oh no, they're going to sell food for money. No, they want they want <laughs> to sell them. The um, tenet that Western civilization is based on. They want to sell the, the recipe or some shit. I think, but then this guy wants to give it away for free, but it could be worth billions or something. It's it's dumb. <laughs> no, I did not get that at all. Yeah, when you explained it. Um, I'll I'll keep Craig's segment short then today. Shall I? Shall I do the shorter one? All right, let's get it out. Craig, 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 Craig. Segment. Segment. Oh, sorry. No, that's cool. Thought you dropped the ball. I was hoping that you would pick it up, but then I <laughs> paused and you didn't say anything until a little while. Wasn't it? It's. I think the delay screwed us up. Uh, anyway, free stuff. Walrus head. And I just paid for one. <laughs> <laughs> this walrus head has been in my family for years. I've never <laughs> liked it. It was given to me by my father in his will. I'm sure it's his idea of a way to get back at me for my alternative lifestyle that he never approved of. I'm going to throw this in the dumpster if I don't get rid of it by the end of the week. I can't even sleep with this thing in my house, so I'll be awake all night. Feel free to give me a call at any time to let me know that you can come by and pick it up. So if you want a free stuff walrus head, then you know where to go. Wait, st- stock is limited. Yeah. Um, it reminds me, in uh, Canada, at my other grandpa's house, the non-witch doctor one, he had a stuffed moose head that he had hunted. Oh, really? Yeah. He See, he's got the hunter-gatherer thing down. <laughs> and, uh, no, it seems like none of the cool genetics got passed down to you. Maybe it like skips two generations. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to have an uber-grand no, actually, I think magic what, and hunting powers. I think what happened is that um, it gets bred out because my dad's less manly and then I'm less manly than him. <laughs> <laughs> It's a recessive gene. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he used to use the antlers as a gun rack. And so he had his shotguns across. <laughs> well, that it. is really manly. I know. <laughs> I always thought it was so awesome and I really wanted it. But uh, now I have no idea where it is. So, you know, if, if one day on Craigslist you see gun rack antler moose head. Sorry that you don't know where it is. I might accidentally like sit on it one day. No, I mean like they moved house and then the antlers didn't go with them. So I don't know who's got them anymore. And I was really disappointed oh, that no I one... I was just imagining like I'd lean against the scatter cushion and get gored to death. <laughs> That's where we put them. <laughs> Zen people type weird shit? Yep. Alright. Uh, I feel right at home with this music. <laughs> this is Zen people type weird shit into Google freestyle poetry. School appropriate pictures of Megan Fox (laughs) Naked rock and roll Obviously not typed by the same person (laughs) The love boat Vicky Alcohol Indian's baby German trying to seduce me (laughs) German Shiza curse word (laughs) Natasha Smith favourite teacher Wipe out fish finger. Oh my gosh, one of Natasha's teachers is getting like really jealous. Much more fun than kaplunk. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Which may, may I say we are. Hamish Blake porn. Vicky's cutting line. Raymar werewolf. I never put the connection together myself, but now nothing seems more. <laughs> yeah, I I got to give props to whoever was Googling that. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, for those who don't know, Raymar is 
Alf Stewart on the Australian soap opera Home and Away, who uh, and not Alf from Alf, which would make much more sense as a werewolf. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they just <laughs> maybe it was just a typo. <laughs> um, but yes, that's the end of a show. We've got so much stuff that we didn't get to, but we'll just have to save it for next episode. Yeah, we will. So uh, I'll leave you with some insane ramblings Twitter from the unofficial Twitterer. Actually, should we sign off first? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm Ben, and this is... Vicky! Yay! <laughs> close the deal. And, uh, yes, if you have enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, go join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash ramblings. And I always love to get emails, so you can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or me at ben at insaneramblings.net. Or roll your very own um, Magic 8-Ball and get either of us, podcast at insaneramblings.net. That is correct. And the uh, Magic 8-Ball... Or if you have an emergency, please email. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dodo support will help you with that. <laughs> um, and the Magic 8-Ball says maybe, so that sounds appropriate. Yeah, that sounds very good. I hope you guys email me. I yeah. love it. Um, so, to finish up, we've got some Insane Ramblings Twitter for you. This is from uh, twitter.com slash insane ramblings, which we did not start. He has one follower, and he tweets random things to him like on occasion. So, these are <laughs> a highlight of his last few tweets. But, boy, is that one follower a lucky man. Yeah, well, we think it should be more than that, so that's why we're spreading the love to all our one listener. <laughs> so probably the same guy our power, yeah maybe he's just like that bigger fan who's trying to track down everything that is related to this guy even though we're just rehashing his material he likes to hear it out loud <laughs> alright his, his first one and welcome to the I don't give a fuck portion of the show we have that too <laughs> that's, our, that's the uh, main segment entire portion I probably wouldn't notice sexual tension if it bit me <laughs> it seems very topical actually and yeah. uh, his final, up go the suspicion walls. <laughs> I imagine they make a whooshing sound. <laughs> and with that, away sea boat. Away sea boat. Sing ramblings.